0: Our podcast. My name is Heidi Bolt, and I get the great privilege of podcasting with my sister, my best friend Heather Tate. Hi, Heather. Hello. It is a fun day here it in is the a studio. Fun day. I yeah. know we've had a f- lot of fun guests, and it's been just a marathon day of podcasting.
1: Yeah, back to back. We're ordinary moms. Yeah. So we have to be really strategic about how we record. Yes. Childcare. Right. So we try to get a whole bunch done at once. Yeah. Okay. So
0: I just have to be real. I think it'd be easy for a lot of people to listen into this podcast and to assume, like, man, they just must not struggle, mm. right? So let's be real. Okay. So we had three guests lined up back to back to back yep, um, across the country, yep. and it's a lot of work to coordinate that many schedules and times and babysitting, and, and so for four days in a row now, I've struggled with migraines,
1: mm.
0: and this morning, I thought I was going to be good, and then coming into recording, literally yeah, like driving here. 20 minutes before. I started to get a migraine. Yeah. And I was super discouraged. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Not today, Satan. Yeah. And so I text my husband, I voice text him. And he just said, here, I'm going to call you and pray over you. And he called me and he prayed this prayer that I actually wish I could have recorded. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be in my heavenly archives that I can mm. listen to it whenever. <laughs> yeah. But I wish I could have recorded it because it was so anointed Mm -hmm. and it was so specific to what I needed him to pray into me in order for me to have the ability to walk out my calling today. Right. And, um, then I showed up here and you prayed over me as well. And I just want people to hear like, God is still healing people today. Yeah, that's right. Because sitting here, podcasting three guests for three hours, um, really is not possible shouldn't happen, with a migraine.
1: With with migraines, for you, yeah. you lose your words. Yeah, I lose my ability your, to speak. Your speech. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So anyway, I want someone that's listening to be yeah. encouraged. No matter what you're walking through, that's right. it might seem impossible right mm-hmm. here and right now, but with God, truly, this sounds cliche, but really, truly, with God, everything is impossible. Or not possible. impossible, everything possible. is possible. Yeah. See, my words are kind of funky. <laughs> but with God, everything's possible. Yeah. So just be encouraged. God's got yeah. something something good for you that's today. So Just good. ask him for it though. Cause my husband asked for it and you yeah, asked for that's it. Right. And, he, and, and we believe he he that God was yeah. able to yeah, do that.
1: Absolutely. That's so good. And if you're New to this podcast, that's one of the things that we like to do is highlight the ordinary things in our lives that yeah. become extraordinary mm-hmm. when we view them through a lens that gives us a different perspective. That's and in right. this case, it's a perspective of miracles and yeah. what God mm-hmm. is doing and what God is able to do. Yeah. So that is so good. Well, yeah. Heidi, I'm really excited. I know we say this every time, but <laughs> I. I think, we have awesome people. In I our mean, life. I truly feel <laughs> like every single guest we have on, I'm very, very excited mm-hmm. about. So I cannot wait to introduce everyone. All of our listeners to our sweet, sweet friend who's sitting right across from us, Taylor Little. Hi, hi, guys. How are you?
2: Doing good. It's beautiful out today. So. You are,
1: you are quite pregnant. Yes, I am. <laughs> you, you look amazing. I feel like
0: beyond pregnant. No, you don't Aww. look beyond pregnant. You look amazing. you people say, "Well, like, oh, she's glowing." Like you really are glowing.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: You are such a sweet, pretty pregnant mama.
1: Yes, yeah, it's been so fun.
0: Okay, so you listen to the H&H Hour. Yep. So you're not going to be surprised by some of the stuff we throw at you. Um, and sometimes we do this and sometimes we don't. But, Taylor... We had
1: to. for <laughs> had you. to.
0: I'm a kids director. I know. So games. <laughs> We're going to make it's you... Fine. Do the H&H Hour Fast Facts. Yes. Okay. okay. So we say something and you have to say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh boy. Okay. And okay. keep in mind, because you are a kids director, your kids might be listening to this. Yeah. So PG. Yep. Okay. <laughs> or <laughs> maybe G. downstairs. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. Okay. Here we go.
0: Date night. Chilies. which
2: is funny. There's a thought with that. Okay. Because Chili's is so like just plain and ordinary, but David is addicted to chilies. Like- Every Sunday, where do you want to go to lunch? Chili's. I'm like, can we pick something else?
1: Chili's. This, Chili's. Okay. okay. Yep. All right. Usually b- followed by Lowe's.
2: Yes. Okay. Yep. Sometimes me staying in the car, so I don't have to go in with them, which is so bad. <laughs> Walk now. Not, Lowe's. not too bad.
1: Cold drink. Sweet tea. Hot drink. Hot chocolate. Hobby. Volleyball. Snack. Oh.
2: Chips. I'm a salty person. I can literally eat any chip.
1: I love how the pregnant so, lady we said snacks and she was like, "Oh,
2: it's my weakness." Yeah, yeah, especially right now. Yeah, so many
1: snacks. Vacation.
2: Oh, Paris! Only we went last year and it was a dream. Hmm. We want to go back in a heartbeat.
1: Hmm. Music.
2: Country, which is the complete opposite of my husband, and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, <laughs> country or worship. Okay, yeah. good. Favorite holiday?
2: Ooh. Um, probably Christmas, just because David and I have slowly, like, developed traditions mm-hmm. together, and I look forward to them every year. And now oh. we get to bring a baby into those traditions, Yay! which is so fun. We've, like, even thought ahead, like, okay, six months, we get to go through the Festival of Lights with yeah. our six-month-old.
0: So. so fun. Those are so oh,
1: fun. Oh, that's I so know. fun. Kids. Lord willing, so many. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Movie.
2: Parent Trap. That's my favorite movie. Lindsay Lohan edition. Okay. I can quote every word. Okay.
1: Yep. Do you like the old version? I, I've
2: actually never seen it. Oh. I
1: know. You, you gotta see so it. funny. I You'll feel like if you it. love Parent Trap, mm-hmm. you, you should see, it. see the You guys see Husband.
2: <sighs> awesome. Can build anything. Yeah. He just built shelves for our baby's room. And- I kid you not, twenty minutes. Like nice. had those
0: suckers stained and put up. Yeah, he's awesome. I know he is pretty incredible. David, Little. well, that's we it. That everything. was easy. That was easy. I know that's you nailed. You nailed that. We that's didn't give sex. you any hard ones either. No, we those didn't. were pretty easy.
2: We were just talking about with those. Um, so my stepdad was on Rob. Yes. And his um date night. Mm-hmm. Um. word honesty. was sex, and yeah, I yeah. heard that, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. My parents
0: painted a... That happens. Fun image. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think we got to be real. I know. I, know. I, know. I think Man. it's good. I think so it's good fun. that he's so into your mom. Yep. That's
1: that good. Is. is Okay, we know a lot about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do life with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But our listeners might not. So tell us a little bit about who Taylor is.
2: Yeah. Um. So I'm married. We just had our anniversary six years, which is absolutely insane. I'm mm-hmm. like... I can remember that day so vividly. So yeah. how have I been married for six years? We got engaged after six months, mm-hmm. which looking back, I'm like, holy cow. But when you're, you know, you know, yeah. and we got married on the day um, at the one year mark. So yes. it was six six years in April and we have one baby on the way, which we're so excited. I'm just like that's just my word. Like everyone is asking, like, how are you feeling? Are you nervous? And for me, I just have no nerves. Mm-hmm. And maybe those will come, but I'm just so excited. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm a kids director at our church, mm-hmm. all three of our church, mm-hmm. and I love it. It's my dream job. I wouldn't change it for the world. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. I literally just this season that I'm in is, to me, it's just a dream. Like living out your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Doing what I'm doing and, um. Also just becoming a mom, like mm-hmm. in the mix. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, there was a mom that spoke on this recently, but she, like her quote was Bible in one hand, baby in the other. Yeah. Oh. And I'm just like, yes, may that be my future. Yes. So oh, that's, that's right right So now. good.
0: We're going to talk about baby cause it's such yeah. a cool story. We're yeah. going to get there. But, yep. um, so you know this cause you listen, but we ask our guest this <clears throat> question. What is something about your life that maybe feels ordinary? Yeah.
2: I had to think about this one because I always feel like, I mean, that's kind of a tough question. I don't, I think for me, the ordinary is I do most of everything at home. Mm -hmm. So I'm a wife at home and I work from home too. So, um, sometimes the day in and day out of all of that, whether, um, I'm sure there are other women out there too that work from home, but Mm -hmm. it can seem very ordinary, like Uh, sitting there and then, making dinner, like working from home, going to meetings and stuff like that. But the day in and day out of that can seem, can seem ordinary. It can mm-hmm. seem repetitive sometimes. Yep. So, um, I'd say for me, that's what it looks like being a wife and working from home. Yeah. It's ordinary.
1: You really have to be a self motivator, don't you? Yes. I can relate to that so much because when you do everything from home, yep. like it's so easy to just be like, oh, I'm going to do it halfway today. Yep.
2: Yep. yep. I, I've also learned that working from home, like even getting in routine, mm-hmm. like I wake up and will sit on the couch, like I'll feed my dog and doing the same things just specifically in mornings, whether it's opening up God's word and just that little fix every morning that it kind of gets me going. Yeah. Um, also, winters are harder because yeah. you really suck at home. Yeah. <laughs> so you really have to be motivated. But yeah. um, last year you actually, or maybe it was two years ago. When we started um, having our work meetings. So yeah. that's fun too. I get to work with um, their other sister, Holly, which yeah. is so fun. So we do work meetings once a week and that helps too. But yeah. that's how I feel ordinary
0: sometimes, yeah. just yeah. working from home. Yeah. I think so many people can relate to that mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Yeah. And maybe sure. even
1: if they're not at home, they just, they feel like, you know, they go the into mundane. the same job, yeah. the same routine, yeah. the same. Yeah. Job, yeah that's really good.
0: So yeah. on the flip side, what is something about you that's extraordinary?
1: Yeah.
2: So this might seem silly or funny, but Kind of like the same thing that makes me ordinary, I feel also makes me extraordinary in the fact that um, I'm doing what I love. Mm. And I'm so passionate about it. And for me, the fact that I do get to work from home and I'll be able to combine my job that I love Mm -hmm. and being a mom, which I love. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. And that is extraordinary because it's not as common. Yeah, it's unique. having your dream job and um, Mm -hmm. so... Figuring out what that looks like, but yeah, for
0: me, that's something I'm excited for. Okay. So let's talk about you being a kids pastor Yeah, because you, this is a very unique conversation. You're sitting across from (laughs) two two women who are former kids pastors (laughs) and now you are our kids' kids pastor.
1: And can we just take it a step further? We both had our first babies while we were kids pastors. Yes. Yeah. And you're having your first baby. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool.
0: Yeah. So you often say it's your dream job. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit, but mm-hmm. before we do that, I want to just take a moment to exhort you because having been on the role of kids pastor mm-hmm. and being part of shaping the curriculum and the literature and the information that's put before kids mm-hmm. to represent a church and to mm-hmm. represent Jesus is a really important role. Yeah. And I remember actually being quite nervous when I made the decision to step out of a kid's pastor role in order to be home and raise my kids. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, how is God going to ever provide someone that I feel so confident to let them be in their leadership, under their leadership, in their ministry, because I was so passionate about the word of God being so primary in front of the ministry I was leading. Yeah. Taylor, you are doing it with so much so much excellence. Mm-hmm. And every Sunday after worship as we send the kiddos back to your space to be in ministry in their own environment in their own age-appropriate sections, I am always so excited and so incredibly grateful.
1: Yeah. Thank
0: you. Um just standing up on the stage yesterday to preach, I was thinking of you standing on the stage preaching to my kids mm-hmm. and I thought I am the most blessed person Mm -hmm. to get a woman like you to help partner with me to lead my kiddos. Mm -hmm. So thank you. It's awesome. So talking about your dream job, Mm -hmm. um, you've got your dream job. Did you get it immediately? And if not, what's that story? (laughs) No. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: That story is actually Heidi Bolt coming to me. I don't know if you remember this, but... uh, Oh, great. I'm so nervous right now. No. (laughs) No. What did, I say? What okay. did i do? okay so i'd always been passionate about kids always i was actually in student ministry um as soon as i graduated from high school which is hilarious because now i'm like Ugh, students hormones <laughs> like no i it's so bad but now it's just so funny so at our old church mm-hmm. we all went to church together um before and you came out to me at our church and you were like hey there's a position for five and six year olds being the five six director And I remember I was like, what me? Like I was loved kids, but I hadn't really put much thought into it and I did it. And then Mm -hmm. this excitement just started to develop and then my passion was found and Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And so for me, I think sometimes it can even take someone pulling that out of you or seeing that in you, Mm -hmm. um, for something to spark. And so that's where it started. Um, And for me personally, it was serving in ministry. And the Mm -hmm. church world looks a little different. You know, outside, um, you get hired, you get paid. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And we all know, like, serving in church world, it's a lot of volunteer work. It's that cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah. And Which is pretty fairly normal. So for me, it was um, five years of Mm -hmm. doing what I love. And there was a lot of learning in it. Um, For me, I would say, I think a common thing is, like, especially one of my best friends, like, how do you know what's that feeling of finding your passion like what do you feel and for me it's would you still do it if you weren't getting paid yeah Yeah. and I know that sounds like very materialistic but do you still have that excitement if if it wasn't your job yeah and for me I think those five years like it developed character Mm -hmm. and there were hard moments but For me, the end in sight was when we started our church, Church Mm -hmm. 214. And I'll never forget you again. I was uh, at my previous job and you called me. And I remember I always thought, like, truly in my head, Holly. I was like, oh, because she did kids ministry too. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even a thought that I had. Um, We were just so excited starting this new church and you Mm -hmm. called me. I I was at Skills Sprout. And I went into the bathroom and I was like, hello, And you called me offering me the job. And I was literally trying to act cool, calm, and collected. But I was like, are you kidding? Yeah, like jumping him down (laughs) in in the smallest, stinkiest bathroom. And I was just so excited. And you know what? Like, God also rewards that. Like, he rewards hard work. And if I could say anything about people finding their calling is that it takes work. Yeah. And it might look a little different for everyone else. But for me, it took just five years of... Um, not getting paid, but mm-hmm. also realizing like, hey, this yeah. is what I love, mm-hmm. and the importance of it, especially mm-hmm. in kids ministry. Mm-hmm. So now we're three and a half years in in our church, mm-hmm. and so eight and a half years in, and I'm still loving
0: it. Hmm. Taylor, I think one thing that's so important in your story, um, a huge part of why the people around you saw you as the right candidate and had confidence in you is because we had watched you be so faithful Mm -hmm. with something that was relatively small. You know, so when I was the kids pastor, I saw you be really faithful with a position of leading the five and six year olds room Mm -hmm. and preparing their lessons. And then when I stepped out of being the kids pastor and you were under someone else's leadership, watching you be faithful with that vision Mm -hmm. and just your, your character, that is what stood out. And so when we collectively went, man is Taylor the right person. It was an overwhelming yes mm-hmm. because you had been faithful with the small. Thank you. Yeah. And you had taken the second mile when the first mile yeah. was really hard. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so I think that's so important to know yeah. like it didn't come easy for yeah. you. You had to, you had to persist and persevere and mm-hmm. um do the small things really yes. well. I was just talking to someone this was like a few weeks ago about how especially in ministry
2: like whatever it could be worship or kids or whatever it is like 90% it was you 90% of the things that you do are the small things. Yeah. And so even still like letting those things be as important as yes. the 10% big things. Yeah. Um, and I, I think too, like, you know, my mom and I have had this conversation. This was years ago. I think she's more into her calling now. Um, but for some reason, women just want to put a title to their calling. Mm. And I think sometimes callings don't equal titles. Like what if God has called you to just raise your kids to be Jesus warriors? Like that's huge. Yes. Or um, maybe a seasoned mom, like one of my best friends, she has one kid who's two and she's gonna be able to teach me things that I don't know yet. Yeah. And so what if that's your calling or um, things that don't necessarily have a title to it? Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. look like a preacher or... Someone with a microphone or so maybe good. a drummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there might not be a title to it, but God yeah. can still call you to something. Yeah,
1: and that's what we highlight here all the time is mm-hmm. that whatever's right in front of you, whatever's ordinary yeah. right in front of you, that's usually the extraordinary thing in your yeah. life yeah. that God has called you to when you start to view it that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Yeah. So Taylor, um, having watched you walk through this and then seeing you now in this role that really is your dream mm-hmm. role, your dream job, What would you say to someone who's a few years behind you or maybe who's just, you know, a little bit behind you that's, they're just waiting. They're waiting for that to happen. What would you say to them?
2: Yeah, I'd say keep at it Mm -hmm. and keep working hard. And I know, like we just said, even the small things, like I fully believe and I've learned that God will reward you Mm -hmm. and um, be persistent, be patient. Um, And to me, you know, like the biggest thing was every day even throughout ministry it's not easy like you still have hard days so even throughout those hard days whether you can take a step back and think like okay do i still love this and if the answer is always yes like phil our worship pastor we've had conversations he's so confident in his calling too and for him, he always says, like, even the hard days, would I still do this? And yeah. if the answer is yes, then just keep at Come it. On. Yes. Mm-hmm. And God will reward you, mm-hmm. whether it's with a title or yeah. with a paid position or whatever yeah. that looks like. And mm-hmm. I just think that's so common with today. Like, even my brother, um, just trying to find his job. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep working hard. Like, yeah. that's all I can say. Yeah. yeah. And it
1: doesn't just this. – we're not just talking ministry here. Yeah. We're talking life. Yeah. yeah. Like – you know, be faithful in whatever mm-hmm. it is that you are doing faithful, right now. That's a good word. I love that you keep saying work hard, though, because yeah. that's the key. Yeah. yeah. People like, quit right too easily. Yes. Yes. Work hard at whatever it is, uh-huh. and that's biblical. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Yeah. whatever your is in front of you to do, do it with all of your might. Yes, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So good,
0: mm. Taylor. What's What's one thing as a leader then of people? Mm. So you're you're mm. sharing the gospel with kiddos, but a huge part of your role is leading people. Yeah. You <laughs> are leading. That's the, the harder little people. part. Yes, it yeah. is. But what Oof. are some of the character traits you look for Man. in the leaders you're looking to put in front yeah. of your kids?
2: Yeah. Um. The biggest one, and I've actually had a conversation, this is probably like a few months ago with Becca, one of my friends. Um. The biggest thing that I admire most about pe- people, honestly, is probably humility. Mm-hmm. Like if I can see the small things that you're doing and you're not necessarily like posting about it or not. That there's anything wrong with Instagram right. whatsoever, but right. even those small things and I can see that and mm-hmm. see your passion. Like, I just think humility is such a character trait that yeah. I I just admire as a mm-hmm. leader. And especially like we said, because ministry is the small things. Mm-hmm. And if you can stay diligent in those small things and mm-hmm. stay humble, yeah. then I think God honors that too. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. That's just something that's kind of just important to me. And I've learned that um, along with humility being so important. um, I just lost my thought. Hey, you're pregnant. That's that's just, you're entitled to that. That's just, that's just my word. That's something that I just think like when I see that in people, it, to me, I'm like, okay, that it just means something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Working hard, but also staying humble.
1: I think. It's, I would hear you say that and think it's because you know, they're in it for the right reason. Yeah. You know, their heart condition is right because they're not in it for a stage. They're not in it for a a spotlight. They're in it because they know like they're in it for, for God's glory. Right. Like their posture is correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Um, a good way of putting it. That's a
0: really, that's a, that's a good word. Okay. So you're getting ready to step into mom world. Yeah. You're technically already in it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Tell us about your first baby.
2: Yeah. So, this was, so when I give birth, it will almost be, almost three years, not quite. Um, Whenever we got pregnant the first time, we found out, uh, I want to say, I don't remember, end of October that year. Um, And it was not planned whatsoever. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember just being so shocked of like, Mm -hmm. how in the world? And you guys probably don't remember (laughs) this, but I, it was my first time preaching Mm -hmm. Um, I call it big kids <laughs> on main stage at church. Yeah. And I was already just like, ah, and I remember texting both of you and I was like, guys, I'm sick. Like I was actually like throwing up Yeah, and come to find out I, I was only like three weeks pregnant and <laughs> I already started like getting sick and yeah. throwing up. <laughs> and I remember texting you both saying, oh, pray for me. And I remember joking and basically <laughs> like, cause I was like, oh, there's like a slight chance, but there's no way. And it was before Sunday, like we had found out that we were pregnant. <laughs> and so it went from like this, like, holy cow, how, how in the world to just being so excited. And I will never forget the look on his face. And for me, I was like, oh, I don't know how he's going to feel about this. And he was like, we were both just so excited. Yeah.
0: I feel like he probably danced and said something like, I did that. Uh, oh no like that's so his reaction
2: no, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's his reaction today about yeah. me, about our daughter yeah which yeah. is so funny yeah. yeah
1: he needs a t-shirt with an arrow i yeah. did, like, I, did like, that. Like, I did yeah. that yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> him in a nutshell yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah that's hilarious um yeah so that pretty much was his reaction so we i'm trying to think of i don't know to this day i don't know for sure how long we were because we never had a sonogram i didn't get to hear a baby's heartbeat um I think it was around seven weeks, but, um, and it was on Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and I will never forget to this day of calling you both, Mm -hmm. um, which that pregnancy, I was already spotting a lot. And Mm so there was something in my gut check that was like, okay, but I hadn't been pregnant before. So, um, that this just probably isn't normal, but they kept doing tests and they're like, everything's doubling. You're looking fine. And on Thanksgiving, I woke up that morning just Mm -hmm. feeling like, it's hard mind. to describe a miscarriage to people yeah. the biggest thing is just that your period's gonna start like mm-hmm. um and just knowing and i was just i mean i started crying that morning mm-hmm. and um but we still went to thanksgiving we went to david's family by the time we got to my mom's um i was a hot mess and my doctor had called saying that we were losing the baby mm-hmm. and i remember specifically calling you two i don't remember who i called first <laughs> it was like a wreck but yeah. um, um, we were a wreck right there with you. Oh, I remember <laughs> you specifically crying on the phone with me. Yeah. And to this day, I, like, that is something when people can, like, the Bible says, weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who yeah. rejoice. And to me, those moments, like, you coming over to my house that day, mm-hmm. and then you showing up the next morning, Heather, to make me breakfast, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. That is the biggest thing. Anyone who can not only relate but show up and mm-hmm. be there and feel what you feel, there's mm-hmm. something in the pit of your stomach that's just like, oh, kind of just a little bit of a breath of fresh yeah. air. Yeah. So, um, that night you and Becca came over, and I honestly don't remember that night. Mm-hmm. I remember like you just part of it is people don't talk about like what miscarriages are like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you like, knew
1: by this point mm-hmm. that it was the doctor for sure called. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: And I was bleeding like crazy. And like, you have contractions. I remember looking at Heidi and I was like, ah, it's kind of painful. What is this? And you Mm -hmm. telling me that. And I was like, what? Because you just, you, you don't know. So the next few days, um, then Heather, you showed up and made us breakfast. And Mm -hmm. I honestly don't remember those, like, it's a blur, truly. Um, so what was your heart feeling like at this point? Crushed. Yeah. I've never seen my husband sob Mm -hmm. ever. That's what brings tears in my eyes right now. Mm -hmm. I, th- and that was, it was my emotion too, but it was also David's mm-hmm. and he's so strong. And um, even just thinking back, like you can imagine mm-hmm. watching your
1: husband cry. it's It was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I and- think sometimes <sighs> we, as women, we um, understand the emotion of what yeah. we as women go through because we're yeah. carrying the baby. You yeah. know, and the instant we see that little line on the mm-hmm. pregnancy yeah. stick, like, we're we're there. Like yeah. We're a mom. Mm-hmm. We love this yep. baby. We're thinking about names. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about the future. We're thinking about mm-hmm. all the things, right? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we forget about the dads. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes they do grieve differently than mm-hmm. we grieve as women and as Maybe moms, not as outwardly. Yep. But yeah. they're still grieving. Yep. And I think mm-hmm. it's so important that we... Because miscarriage is so common mm-hmm. yeah. that we don't forget about the dads. Yeah. That we surround yes. them as well. So mm-hmm. I find it really interesting that you said that about David. Like, he sobbed. His mm-hmm. heart was crushed. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yep. For,
2: I mean, days he was crying. And mm-hmm. we were on the couch crying. And, I, but I'll also never forget, like, I don't remember much, but I remember us just being side by side and mm-hmm. not leaving each other. hmm and if I can look back on anything through that, even just that week is mm-hmm. that he was there for me and yeah. doctor's appointments and everything.
0: Yeah.
2: And, um, so that's where we were, where we were at yeah. just feeling hurt. Um, and throughout that season too, I had just came off of a death, like watching my grandma die
0: yeah.
2: five weeks later, my grandpa died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we had our miscarriage. And then within a year watching my aunt pass away. And so even in that season, like before we got pregnant, it was
0: so much grief.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I I to this day can't put it into words. I remember stepping back after and you guys were there for Aunt Kim, just mm-hmm. being like, How does this happen to mm-hmm. and not even just me, like my cousin lost her mom. Mm-hmm. And um you just you can't put words mm-hmm. into feelings of grief. Right. Everyone handles it differently too. Right. Um, but I just remember feeling so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think also with trying to be a mom, I remember, and not that this diminishes on anything, but I remember, I mean, Heidi, you've had two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember thinking in my head, like, okay, Heidi got pregnant again. Heather mm-hmm. got pregnant again. And so even in after our miscarriage, just thinking like, oh, I got pregnant once it'll happen again.
0: Yeah.
2: And it didn't. Yeah. And it took two years. And yeah. there are things like behind the scenes that, you know, most people, while you're trying to get pregnant, don't see. Yeah. Going to the doctor's office, getting injections. I haven't been hormonally myself in almost three years. I mean, I was on hormones, taking pills every mm-hmm. time of the day. Um, Even to the point where our doctor, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's amazing, um, he was like, okay, you need to have sex at this time of day, every other day for day Seven to 21, I think is what it was. And David was like,
0: yes. Oh, and he's like, yeah.
2: And by the end of like the whole, and we did do that whole summer. Mm, Yeah. And by the end, I'm like, let's get upstairs. Yeah. (laughs) This is not romantic uh, anymore. No, no. (laughs) Drill Sergeant. It was not fun. So um, just all those things. And so that lasted, it took two years um, to get pregnant. And lo and behold, God shows up and we got pregnant. Um, Miraculously. Yeah. And naturally, I was off of everything. So here I am just taking all these hormones, had a surgery too to get cleaned out. And I will never forget. I remember Dr. Boyd telling Mm me um, after my surgery, um, that was really hard too, because it was just worse than what we thought. And he said- Because you, do you mind telling people what you have? Yeah. So I have endometriosis, which is someone, see all these things like- even miscarriages before, I yeah. think I was so wrecked because I didn't know it was that common. Yeah. I had no mm-hmm. clue. Yeah. I've heard you, Heather, talk about yeah. it. And I knew Heidi had two. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't a lot of people that I knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So now getting in that realm of yeah. just learning more about my body
1: and being a woman. Um. And I think a lot of women also struggle with endometriosis, yes. which it is, is s- also something that's not talked about a whole yeah. lot. And yeah. so that's what you were struggling with. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why you had to have the surgery and yep. get cleaned out.
2: Yes. So I've had two surgeries total. Um. This last time we went in, and it was after we had tried like injections, medicines, everything. Um. So my doctor was like okay let's go in and i'd already been through one before and i was like okay you showed up heidi prayed for me and um i wasn't really feeling nervous the one thing that i did not want to do is if it was bad, he basically um, you're, it's called Lupron Depot, so your yeah. body goes into menopause. Mm-hmm. Hello, hot flashes. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like, I mean, I, I have visions of you like hanging oh, your head out the door, like tearing no. <laughs> your. Okay, yeah. a funny old, story with that.
2: Yes, and menopause in your twenties, like that's yeah. not a natural feeling. No, the first time I went through it, we'll come back to that. The first time I went through it, we were at our old house and we had um plastic on our windows because our windows just weren't. Yeah. Whatever you call that. Keep the call yes. Drafty. Dead winter. Like it. I had my surgery in January, so it had to have been in January or February. And at this point, like if you have not been in menopause, it is so real. I've talked to your mom about it. <laughs> like <laughs> that's how real it is. Your insides are just, and you can't describe it. I woke up in the middle of winter, and I don't even remember doing this, but I lifted the window up, clawed the plastic, and kept oh. the window open all night. So David's like freezing and we literally woke up the next morning and there's claw marks on the plastic and i was like i'm not even sorry Uh, but all the 50 year old
1: women are like girl amen i know yeah yeah
2: but this time around we just like i slept with the air on 66 degrees (laughs) david was like sleeping with so many Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so um that's what i didn't want and so when i woke up from my surgery um None of my family, hey, I was high as kite, but nobody told me, like, they didn't tell me until the next day of, and I pictures of what my uterus looked like, and yeah. um, so he just scraped the inside, the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, one of my ovaries was attached to my uterus because of how sticky everything was, mm-hmm. and then my uterus was attached to the back lining of my wall, so Dr. Boyd was like, we literally had to laser it and lift it, and mm-hmm. not that I know what any of that means, but yeah. He came out and David had told me this and he said, it's a miracle she got pregnant in the first place. Mm. But in my mind, I was like, okay, God's already done a miracle. Yes. So, um, flash forward two years and nine months before I got pregnant, I actually, I'm someone now that, um, people have different gifts. Right. And for me, for some reason, like God gives me dreams. Sometimes they're not fun, (laughs) uh, like demonic. Yeah. Honestly. Yep. And it's something we have to pray against, but sometimes they're awesome. And it was nine months before I got pregnant and I woke up. You were just like a major theme of this idea. (laughs) And I woke up. Do you remember me telling? Okay. Yeah. And my dream was that, um, I was laying on an operating table and there was a surgeon and I just knew it was God. It wasn't like Jesus with the beard and sandals or anything, (laughs) but he was working on my body, but I was standing outside watching this man work on my body. And he wasn't saying anything, and for some reason, Heidi, you were next to me, and just we were just watching him work on my body, and he stopped, and he sewed me up, and this man looked at me, and he said, you're healed better mm. than you were before, 100%, and you have two eggs waiting for you. Yes. And I woke up from that dream, and I literally yelled for David, and I was like, I fully believe I'm healed. Yeah. And so, at that point, we were waiting for me to come off the shots and everything, and... Nine months later, I got pregnant. And when I took the test, I did not believe it. I was like, this yeah. has to be a false positive. Yeah. And now it's just changed my perspective of who God is. Like, yeah. I know He is just a miracle working God. And yeah. you just talked about your miracle today, yeah. like being able to podcast, like even yeah. the small things. And man, this girl is completely a miracle. And because you're having a girl. Yeah. Having a girl. Yes. And God healed me. And, um, Now I just, even like women that have struggled through that or are still going through that, I fully believe just praying for healing. And I had someone come to me um, during this process and she said, every day I want you to wake up and I want you to thank God for your baby that you don't have yet. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was like, okay, it's kind of like a weird concept, but I'll do it anyways. And I started to do it. And I've also learned that just by speaking out loud, God, thank you for my baby that I don't already have. Thank yeah. you for my baby. And I didn't have her yet. She wasn't even in my womb. Like, this yeah. was, I want to say, close to a year of maybe me doing that. Yeah. And also knowing, like, hey, it might not look like what you think. Like, I had to be okay with maybe my baby won't be naturally, maybe it'll be me fostering or adopting. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, Jesus, thank you. Yeah. And. I think through that thankfulness, especially speaking it out loud, um, God healed me mm-hmm. in that season. And so now I'm like, you got a paper cut? Let's pray for healing. Like <laughs> yes. It's true. And even yes. like David and my husband has had back problems yes. randomly out of nowhere. And um, this same person, it was actually my mother-in-law said, David, start speaking out loud. Thank you, Jesus, for my healing. And his back got healed. And I'm yeah. like, those... Healing still happens yes, today. Power. And the right. Yes, right. yes, and so many people think that healing is just back in biblical time because a lot of churches and people don't talk about it either. Yeah, like even that's the small right. things. Yeah, right. like your kid falls down. Okay, let's pray. <laughs> like yeah. yep. first, You're a headache. Yeah, let's yes. pray. Yes, and that's yes. something that I've learned because it, mm-hmm. um, I think before just through all that grief. Um. I wouldn't say I was angry, but when you're just so hurt, mm. you just feel lost. Yeah. And cloudy. I think I just cloudy is a good word. Um, probably not communicating with God as much as I
1: should have. Yeah. Talk to us about that. What, <clears throat> what did things look like between you and God yeah. during, cause that's a lot of grief to yeah. walk through in a short amount of time. Yeah. It's a lot of um, different levels of grief yeah. from miscarriage to losing your grandma, who was so near and dear to mm-hmm. you and your champion Um, how were things between you and God? Yeah.
2: Well, the cool thing was, is I think I remember you specifically in that season asking me that question and not that I'm like, Oh, look at me. But I remember never really being angry with him. Um, and I think it was something my brother who we're working on, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, He had sat down and my brother had a really hard time, especially with my miscarriage, Mm. asking like, if God is so good, how can this happen to you? Like, look, you serve in your church, you're a kid's pastor, all these things. All the right things. And people associate like sadness or grief with a mean God. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, no, there's like, that's not who God is. We Mm. live in a sinful world where bad things happen. Mm. But God carries you through it so for me i was never angry at him and there wasn't bitterness but i just felt like you said cloudy i'll never forget um that year one of our leadership meetings that we have had and we all went around and the question was i think it was something like chris your husband had asked us like what do you feel like god's been teaching you and everyone answered and i remember i was like and normally i'm i'm someone who can like think of something Yeah. yeah um and I remember sitting there and I was like, okay, I cloudy is yeah. literally, like you said, I probably I had nothing. Mm-hmm. And it got to me and I was surrounded by all my closest people. Mm-hmm. And um, like if I could associate the lowest day truly of my life, it was probably that day. Mm-hmm. And for me realizing like, I don't know what God's teaching me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And a part of that was because I probably wasn't speaking to him as much. I wasn't mm-hmm. angry, but... When it's like one grief after another, after another, um,
0: you just felt
2: a little distant, Mm -hmm. um, heavy. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I'd felt. And after that day, I was like, okay, I don't know what God's teaching me. Mm -hmm. So how do I move forward from here? And what were those practical steps that allowed you to uh, move forward from there? Man. Well, I started to pick up my Bible again (laughs) and it wasn't ever like, I didn't like, toss my Bible away, but, um, small things. Like for me, it was like, honestly, I had to do, I pulled up a version app and I found one on, um, infertility. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so daily, just something super simple like that. And those things, I mean, can take like one minute to do.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, it also took me admitting what I was feeling mm-hmm. because we kind of had this conversation. My personality too is, which I've learned about myself throughout this whole process is... It's fine. It's I, fine. Oh, yeah. You're always no, fine. No, <laughs> I say the word is fine, which is so annoying. And David po- told mm-hmm. me like a few weeks ago, because mm-hmm. we were talking about just some things that I've been wanting like to change about myself and work on. And one of my things is like, I just never want it to come across as me complaining. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because being in ministry, mm-hmm. being real, that's mm-hmm. like what you deal with is... People complaining people all the complaining time. People complaining and yeah. just hearing their crud. Yeah. 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 Which is fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is fine. Um,
2: But that's, like, me overcompensating of just, like, I had to stop and think, okay, it's okay to not be okay. And it took, I kid you not, probably a year for me to just stop, like, stop pretending that, like, me showing up example, the hardest thing was probably me showing up on this Sunday mm-hmm. and still working mm-hmm. and still teaching kids about Jesus yeah. and yeah. still helping people through their stuff Yeah. and being able to admit like, mm-hmm.
0: okay, it's been a lot yeah, and I'm not okay. Well, and the behind the scenes that people wouldn't know is that in that season of church, God had poured this extravagant gift of many, many babies upon the women of our church. There were seven babies (laughs) due within just a few weeks time of each other. And one of them was me and one of them was your best friend. Yeah. And, you know, we carried those babies when you had to walk through such loss. And that was a hard season. Yeah. To have to see all of these other women around you having babies. Yeah. And then you have to wait Mm -hmm. on God's timing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that was tough. Yeah. And, but at the same time, the cool thing was like, I remember being in my friend um, Becca's birth and just thinking like that day came and I was like, you know, I wasn't sure if like she, we kind of talked about it. Um, But being in there, I thought, okay, I don't want to be emotional like today's about her. And I didn't know how I would handle it because I was in the thick of it. Like yeah. that was only a few mm-hmm. months later. Yeah, But Watching that, like, I remember it was the most miraculous thing, like nothing in me. I was like, holy cow. And then now we have sweet kale, who's adorable. But yeah, I remember in that season, it was especially like, even just doing my job or showing up to church. And yes, those women, but also... That was a big thing for me to admit that I wasn't okay. And yeah. some of it is probably pride and wanting to feel like you have it all together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is it that women do that? Like, mm-hmm. it's hard for us to admit when we're feeling crappy. When we're not yeah. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just be like, oh, I've got this. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, I'm like we're talking mm-hmm. about sun on Sunday, I was, we'll say something. i be like, but I'm fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that to me, I think was the biggest thing that I had to get over to mm-hmm. admit that I wasn't okay. Yeah. And then I feel like f- something in me, like the healing just started. Yeah. And
0: I think so often though too. you could replace that comment of, but I'm fine with yeah. just, but God, Yeah, you know, cause it's like life is hard. Yeah. Life does get mm-hmm. very difficult and things happen, but God, yeah, he shows up for us, doesn't he? Yeah. And he carries us through. Mm-hmm. And I so often wonder people that don't know Jesus, how do they cope? Yeah. You know, I know. I'm not, I'm actually not sure how they cope. Yeah. Because I think so much heaviness is involved with life and it truly is, but God. Yeah. You know, He's the one that shows up. He's the one that makes it fine. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: When it's not at all. Yes. When He gives us the ability to cope.
1: It's so good. So, what are you most excited about being a mom? Oh, gosh. Everything. (laughs) Like, I,
2: I guess my mindset right now is I'm just, I don't know. I'm just so thankful. Like, I'm thankful. I'm excited. And Mm -hmm. we've kind of had conversations recently about, um, and also just with words. Like, throughout this season and the past of everything, I've learned, like, even when we were trying to get pregnant or going through a miscarriage, people say the wrong things. (laughs) Like, that day of just, like, oh, well, you know, maybe there's something wrong with the baby. Or I'm sure you can get pregnant again. You didn't. Like, all of these things that did not help and what did help was either people showing up and crying with us or even just a simple, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And now being pregnant, people um, also have something to say about that. Mm -hmm. And it's not always like, you know, the things that I've heard are like, it's so hard Mm -hmm. and talking about breastfeeding and (laughs) I cry. And so for me in my head, I'm like, "Ah, okay. And So there's, I mean, there's a part of that that I recognize it's, it's going to be hard, but it's going to be good. Yes. And the hardest things are often the best things. And so, um, I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm excited for her to be here. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to be able to mix my job Mm -hmm. with my other major calling, which is being a mom. Like those are my two callings that I get to mix together. Yeah. So and cool. I think that's the thing that I'm most excited about. Whenever mm-hmm. I get a comeback, mm-hmm. and maybe it's me preaching with her attached to me <laughs> still, <Yeah>. but <laughs> I'm like, I know it's gonna be hard, but I'm still like, I'm excited about everything. Yeah, yeah. I got butt paste the other day at a baby shower, and I was yeah. like, yay, <laughs> like all those small things. Yeah. We're just so excited. So, yeah. right now, it's us just getting her room ready, yeah. and I, I don't know. The smallest things I'm just excited about. All of it. I don't know. I can't pinpoint one thing no, that, no, I'm that
1: I'm that more
0: excited good. about than the other. No,
1: that's so good. Well, I God's your excitement.
0: God's already writing a really cool story through her life because it is truly miraculous. I mean, yeah. every life is miraculous. But the fact that medically you guys shouldn't have been able yeah. to get pregnant when you did. Yeah. And you are. Mm-hmm. Um And it's so funny to me. You know my husband. I mean, yeah. He's not like the first person in the world that would probably be all like, here, let me be up in your business and hug on you and (laughs) tell you how awesome. And he is so excited for the birth of your baby. He's like, this is like, a legit miracle. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. I am so pumped to see yeah. this miracle. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so, it makes me smile. Cause he's like, yeah. um, yeah, I'm not the guy that's going to go rub someone's belly. He's like, I really genuinely want to touch Taylor's <laughs> <I> remember, belly. <laughs> I
2: remember he said that. And like, that was that back weird? when it was
0: like, just a little like, pooch. Yeah. A little weird. Yeah, I,
2: know. <laughs> I will never forget. And it was, I think the beginning of the year or something, um, in one of our meetings, our leadership meetings and Kip just stopped and he was like, I realized I hit a point instead of praying, because in the beginning, honestly, like after a miscarriage, when you get pregnant, it's terrifying. Yeah. And it wasn't that I didn't continue to trust Jesus. Like I still throughout this whole thing had a peace,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but you're human. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, every small thing that I do is something to happen. And yeah. you are, you're just praying for safety over yeah. a peanut sized child. Yeah. And I will never forget kept saying like, so I would have been, I don't know what I was in back in January, but, um, him saying, I stopped praying for God to obviously still protect this child, but, you know, just pleading with him to just thanking him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's so good. Thanking him for the miracle. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget that. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that's so good. And mm-hmm. so then that switched my perspective yes. because for weeks and months, it was like, God, let me keep this baby. Let yeah. everything go smoothly. And, um, And then it
1: was just, thank you.
2: (laughs) Like, thank you, Jesus. And so I'll never forget Kip saying that. And And what do
1: you you think that, because I, hopefully this thought comes out right, because it makes sense in my head, (laughs) but we're three guests in, so we'll see. (laughs) Um, When you talked earlier about praying for the baby that you weren't even holding yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then. When you said that about like praying, that changing your prayer from that asking God for something to then thanking Him, what if all of our prayers just started thanking God? Mm -hmm. Like, what if we started there, you Mm -hmm. know, and saying even for the hard things, like "Thank you, God. Thank you for whatever this is that I'm going through. Thank Mm -hmm. you for this." And Mm -hmm. so, it it put the focus on Him instead of it being all being about us. And it's not that we don't pray for. Safety and mm-hmm. things for our children and healings and all that. Absolutely, we do ask for that. But mm-hmm. what if the majority of our prayers yeah. became about glorifying Him yeah. instead of just?
2: Well, and I think as humans, like when we think about communication with God, we talk to Him first about our needs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Give, Jesus, give, please give, 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 give. give, give yes. And then, mm-hmm. like you said, like yeah. switching that to thankfulness. Yeah. And then you even look at David's back, Jesus, yeah. thank you for, th- and he was like having a hard time walking. Yeah. yeah. And thanking God first, and the healing came yeah. instantly. Yeah. Instantly for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's still like you still have a human side. Like, mm-hmm. even when I got pregnant right away, I went from like, thank you, Jesus, for my baby to being terrified because yeah. yeah. you're still
1: right. human yeah.
2: and it's okay to still be human. Yeah. Yeah. But um,
0: thankfulness. That's yeah. so good. I just yeah. wonder
1: what power we might see in our lives yeah. if that's where our yeah. prayers resided.
0: Well, there's a reason. Jesus. Said he. He taught people who around him said, "When you pray, this is how you should pray." Yeah. And he said, "Our Father who yeah. is in heaven, yeah. hallowed, hallowed be, be your that. name." Yeah. yeah, recognizing God the Father first, first. Yes. always. Yeah. And I think that is so important. Yeah. I love that you point that out, Heather, yeah. because yeah. um, it does become so much all about us mm-hmm. so often. It's mm-hmm. like our checklist of what we need mm-hmm. God to move yeah. for us. Yes. Instead of, "Hey God, how do you want to use me?" Yeah, for you. Yeah. You know, what's your plan today? Yeah. And God, you're so holy. Mm-hmm. So yeah
1: and maybe in spite of this difficult situation that I'm going through you this may not be your perfect plan yeah but you're going to use it for your glory yeah and I you know I just look at what you've walked through mm-hmm. when you said earlier the words that people say mm-hmm. like now you know uh-huh. you know the right words to say to people because yes. you walked through it yeah. so how much better of a friend and of a leader and of a You know, a person who's can relate to people, Mm -hmm. does that make you because Mm -hmm. you've walked through it? And then just like the miracle that God got to do because of that, like what Satan intended for evil, God will always, always, always use for his glory and his good. good.
0: Well, and I think Taylor, you know, you referenced many times how Heather was able to be there for you and how I was able to be there for you. And I think a, a huge part of it is because God has called us to do life with you. That's part of it. But because we've both walked Walked through it. it, So our compassion for you in that season, we had a knowledge of Mm -hmm. what you were feeling. We knew how dark it was. We knew how heartbroken you were. And until you've experienced that kind of loss, you just can't put yourself in that space. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so interesting that we sit here with you this week and podcast with you about you having to walk through that and me getting to come alongside you because eight years ago this week is when we lost our first child. Mm -hmm. And so it's just how God does. The enemy is the one that came to steal and destroy that child. But God is the one who goes, okay, this I'm going to use for my glory. And then you're an example of a woman that God allowed me to pour into Mm -hmm. with that compassion. And I really do believe now eight years on the other side of loss. It really did allow me to be, a better woman of God Mm -hmm. because it brought me closer to the heartbeat of Jesus.
2: And I remember you, I think both of you specifically saying that like someday, once you get through the cloudiness, once you get through past that, like God will use it. Mm -hmm. And now Heather, what you just said is so true and not even just with miscarriages. But for me, it's helped me communicate with people Mm -hmm. like now. I always think, okay, before I say something, who am I talking to and yeah. what have they been through? Yes. Always. Yes. And sometimes that leads to me overthinking, but it's like Passion. you said, until yeah, until you've gone through it. Mm-hmm. It it's changed how I communicate with people.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And you know what? May that continue to be so. Because yeah. I would rather be someone who has who might cry in conversations with people mm-hmm. far Absolutely. too often than
1: to be hard hearted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. That's right. And um And that's yeah. the key. It's yeah. when you go through struggles, when you go through pain, because we all will, it's yeah. not, yeah. it's not if it's when, yeah. um, what do you do with it? Yeah. Do you allow yourself to become bitter? Do you allow yourself to, to close up and close mm-hmm. in yeah. or do you allow yourself to use it in a way that can then help other people? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it is, mm-hmm. is your pain just about you. Or is it about God using it then for you to Mm -hmm. go and care for other people? Love God, love people, right? The second greatest commandment. You know, we're supposed to love people. Uh And I think part of that is being able to relate to the pain that they're going through.
0: Yeah.
2: And the coolest thing too is knowing like, so our first baby, we named him Asher. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to tell that story from our stage at church and to preach about it. And it wasn't easy. (laughs) There was sobbing and tears and hot mess expressed. But (laughs) even it was like six months ago, I had a friend who i hadn't spoken to almost since high school and she texted me and was like hey somehow i did not even she doesn't go i mean maybe through the grapevine you never know who yeah. listens well just like your podcast um she listened to our podcasts, and it was one of the ones that i talked to i um talked about i don't remember which specific one because i've talked a few times on mm-hmm. it um and she's she was like i was sobbing and it was something that her and her husband were going through mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, someone that mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to in years. And it's not about me. Right. It really isn't. It's right. about God using my mm-hmm. story for mm-hmm. his glory and yes. to reach other people. Yes,
1: And, and that's why we have to share. That's yeah. why we have to share the things, even the hard things that we go through because yeah. it does lead other people to, first of all, they were like, someone else gets it. Yeah. You know, and then it can point them yep. to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think for me too, like,
2: knowing another thing that i thought was like <laughs> trying to control my emotions mm-hmm. in those which i and you know sometimes i would sit there and be like taylor stop crying or just i would in my head just like s- tell myself to stop mm-hmm. and knowing like it's okay to feel what you're feeling yeah. and Hello, you're serving a God who knows your thoughts. Like, right. come on, get real with yourself. Yeah. Like, if He already knows what you're thinking, yeah, it's okay. Like, yeah. it's okay to sit there and to have to walk through those right emotions. Up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do. You have to walk through it. Yeah, and do. it's painful and it's not fun, but
1: the end is good. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get there, so yeah. wow. Okay, we got to talk for just a second about because you have your baby in heaven and you have your baby in your belly. Yep. But you got a whole host of other kids <laughs> that are your kids. Um. So all your kiddos at church yeah. watched you walk through this. Yep. Yeah. And you were open with them. They literally, some kids cried yeah, with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they watched you walk through losing your first baby. Mm-hmm. And then they watched God do mm-hmm. a miracle. Yep. Can you tell me a little yeah. bit about what that was like, getting mm-hmm. to tell them? The coolest experience
2: was waiting to tell my kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your kiddos had already known. Um, yeah. I will never forget. Like, I will never forget, A... When all that stuff happened, um, I, I waited a while to tell yeah. them, mm-hmm. um, and the series that we were going through fit perfectly. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I don't, I, I can't think yeah, of, was I, too long I know, <laughs> it, was like, it was almost, it was like, it was in the beginning yeah. of, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I don't remember which series we were in, but it was, it had fit perfectly, like mm-hmm. something about grief. And I was like, okay. And for me, I think too, even in ministry in her kids, like, a. Our kids know and understand more than what we give them credit for. Um, Like they get it. They're not blind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So for me, I knew from the beginning, like, okay, these are real things. And when I share that story with them, so many kids opened up like, hey, I lost my grandpa. And kids were literally crying talking Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, I had a roll of toilet paper and I was sitting there Mm -hmm. and they were staring at me Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, there were tears. But to be able now like thinking – which is so cool. I haven't asked them like, Hey, what's that? What did mm-hmm. that look for you? Mm-hmm. Look like for you guys. Um, so it'd be cool to ask Benny, mm, yeah. but I remember whenever we found out we were pregnant and we told you guys and everyone just being so excited to tell the kids mm, yeah. and let alone it was in the middle of one of our, in January when we started our miracle series. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Yes. And so for me, I remember looking at the kids and seeing miracles Happen, yes, and jump them like jumping up for joy. And I remember eventually, eventually, once I told him it was a girl, mm-hmm. and Jules was like so excited, yeah. and um, it it was just, man, I don't know. There's something. So sweet and special about being honest with kids and letting them see what you're going through because then they can see the final result result of it.
1: And I love that you're being so bold about saying that this baby is a miracle because that's what the kids hear. Because we were having a conversation – I was having a conversation with my kids a few weeks ago. And we were talking about miracles and I asked them to oh, give yeah. me some examples of yeah. it. And Jules right away, she's like, Miss Taylor's baby. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like oh. so she yeah. she equates miracle uh-huh. with your baby. And, and I is. just I love that. No, yeah. And I'm like, that's man, that's so cool that yeah. they that they see that and that they get to walk through that you have allowed them yeah. to walk that journey with you. Um, they'll never forget that. I yeah. know yeah. for those the rest of their lives, no yeah. matter what path they go down, you know. There's going to be some point where they they're like, remember Miss Taylor? Mm-hmm. Remember she had a, she had a baby and that was a miracle. Mm-hmm. And so like thank you for being willing to let our kids yeah. walk through that with yeah. you. Something I just thought of were the, in that series miracle
2: miracles. Um, so we knew that that series was coming up back in like the fall before, yeah, yeah. Maybe months before, yeah, months before. Yeah. And we had a guy on our team, and he said, "Guys, let's start praying for miracles yes. now." Mm-hmm. Yes, and mm-hmm. and it was. I mean, it was a few weeks after that, that we had gotten pregnant. Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking like, so we weren't pregnant yet, but Mm -hmm. wow. Okay. Let's start praying for miracles now. And in that series, we had so many miracles happen in our church. That's right. And so even like for our kids to see all of those of, Hey, miracles happen. That's right. And, um, I, I love that. I I will never forget Isaac saying that either. Like there's so many things Mm -hmm. looking back that you Mm -hmm. think of like, people praying for you mm-hmm. and people saying things mm-hmm. that was all a part of mm-hmm. God's story that just mm-hmm. meshed together. You're building your faith. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think someday when we get to heaven, because I think we see a glimpse of it here, Yeah. just a glimpse, like someday when we get to heaven and we actually get to see, I think we'll get to see all all of it, the whole picture of how God mm-hmm. mapped out our lives. Yeah. And then the paths that we took, yeah. you know, because free will, yeah. because he gives us those choices, yep. but then how he like used that path to get get us back to what he yes. had mapped out for us. Yeah. I think we're going to be blown away yeah. by how he used so many different people and yeah. so many different yeah. paths for yeah. us. So cool. So, yeah. Girls, what a
0: good conversation.
1: Yeah,
0: Thank you, Taylor, for sharing your story. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting us all come alongside you over the last many years of a lot of heartache just to yeah. see God truly show mm-hmm. up for you.
1: Your husband, David, the other day said something that was so cool that I won't forget Um, he looked at me and he said, we've, we've done so much life together. David was in my kids' ministry. Yes, as, as a kid.
2: Yeah, as a brilliant a little eleven,
1: twelve-year-old.
2: We just saw the middle school picture of him. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> yeah. He showed you that. yeah. I mean,
1: I, I honestly like relied on him every week to set up my sound system because people would borrow it and then kind of bring it back and like throw it on the stage, and I would be like, I don't know how to set this up. That's me every week still. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, girl, David, well, you know, walk in yeah. Set up our sound system. Um. But really, God has allowed us to be a part of three phenomenal yeah. churches yes. um, and serve alongside in three different ch- local churches, which not many people can say that. Yeah, so yeah. I just hope so much you know change. how much we value you and David and how we mm. cannot wait, wait to meet your baby girl and thank you. see you become parents and Thanks. it's so good.
2: I just want to say specifically for you too, like, thank you guys for walking with me through that season. Mm-hmm. And Heidi, like you said, like you went through that and you were able to help people. Mm-hmm. And that's just my prayer. Like, mm-hmm. Lord, may you use Asher yes, to teach me and to help reach other people yes. like all through you. And it has already happened. Like mm-hmm. I've had friends that have mm-hmm. had miscarriages that I, people that I haven't spoken to in yeah. years. Yeah. And immediately my instinct is, okay, let me text them.
0: Yes.
2: And yes. let me say realistic things that they might need
0: yeah,
2: as they're bleeding yeah. or, yeah. or as they're trying. Yeah. Yeah. And so Thank you guys. Seriously. No, 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 no. I You're welcome. Like you said, people that have walked through it, it just means a little more. Yeah. Because you know that they get it. Yeah. And so that's my prayer for, mm-hmm. you know, Asher and our sweet baby. And for me so, that God can just continue to use it as a part of my ministry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have no doubt that he will use it. Yeah. There's so many women out there that go through, parents that go through this, that yeah. need someone to come alongside them. And sure. as you say
0: that, it makes me think, man, when you find community... Yes. like we have found, yeah, stick with it Yep, because you can't replace that.
2: Yeah. I love our people. Yeah. It's good.
0: Well, thank you so much for listening to Taylor's story. What a profound story. And I just, I believe that you're probably going to hear us sprinkle stories about her sweet little baby girl in episodes to come mm-hmm. because I think God's got something really, really big in store. Mm-hmm. So if you want to reach out to Taylor, we will tag her in our information mm-hmm. so that you can maybe share kind of what you're walking through now, or if you are walking through grief, I know Taylor's heart is so pure in wanting to truly Mm -hmm. serve people and love people. So reach out to her. Mm -hmm. And um, we want to thank our sponsor Mm -hmm. for today's episode, which is Pure Bliss. Here in Peoria, Illinois, they are an incredible hair spa mm-hmm. or a, a, a hair studio yes, and a day stu- spa. Yes, yes. It's hard to get all of that out. I know. Um, but they're awesome. They they truly see people and they serve people and they do it in a really professional manner and mm-hmm. in a fun manner. And I promise you as the place that I go and get my hair done, you will walk out feeling just a little bit better about whatever's gone on in your day.
1: And maybe you already have someone who does your hair, yeah. But you just need a little break. They have these awesome chair massages. Yeah. So and sometimes I know like massages are awesome, but sometimes they're kind of intimidating. Like sure. you gotta be completely showered and
0: shaved <laughs> and
1: like go in for the whole thing, you yeah. know? Yeah. But chair massages, you just go in, you leave your, your clothes, clothes on, yeah, you sit down oh. and you get this like neck and back massage that is just amazing yeah so maybe that's what they need yeah just need to go in for that for a little you know rest and reprieve Yep. and um that's that's a great thing also if they're a first-time client Heidi they can mm-hmm. get 20% off that's right so just call in um you can go on their website and mm-hmm. find their phone number and call in and we'll tag them in all of our social media yep. too and mention the h and h hour yes and you'll get 20% off
0: so fun can't beat it so good can't beat it so have a great day we'll chat to you next time